Hi, and thanks for listening to Ask the Pastors. This is a segment of the West Hills podcast where you have the opportunity to ask your questions and receive biblically grounded, pastorally sensitive answers from our pastoral staff. My name is Brian. I'm your host and pastor of worship. I'm joined by our pastor of youth and connections, Thad Yesa. Hey, everyone. And our lead pastor, Will Duvall. What's up, y'all? Today, we are going to be addressing a question from Devin. She is wondering, should Christians celebrate Halloween? Mm. Which is a great question. Timely uh, question. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a record before we even start. This is going to be our most listened to episode ever in podcast history. More than Calvinism. Yes. Double. Double. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people want to know, Brian. I love it. They want to know. I love it. Yeah, very timely topic here. So, yeah, Pastor Thad, what do you think? Should Christians celebrate Halloween? One word answer. Yes or no? <laughs> yes. Oh! Didn't expect that. <laughs> we, we, we're we all learning one another's positions in real time. Brian. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, I'm, I'm the most, uh, I guess, cautious then, because I'm going to say maybe. Okay. You gave so you, me one word. I'm I'm going to caveat as we go through, but okay, yeah, yeah. I think yes. I'll stick with it. All right, I'm I'm staying maybe. So you you, you go for it first, then I guess. Go for it, Dad. Why yes? Yeah, I, in my own personal conviction, I'll I'll, I'll state this that even, um, it might be helpful to caveat how we think about these types of questions because. The question, should Christians celebrate Halloween, is a how do Christians interact with culture? And so it could be a, is Christ against culture? Is Christ for culture? Is Christ in culture? Hmm. How do we think about these sort of issues? And as a whole, now, today... In October 2022, looking at how people think about Halloween, it is almost completely here in the United States, St. Louis, thought about as a community activity about costumes and candy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do not think there's anything wrong with costumes and candy. Totally. But I don't know. Commercialism. Commercial I, I, greediness? Honestly, that Gluttony? may be, that may be sure. the thing that I push back on the most is the fact that it's an $8 billion industry. You know, how much we're spending buying these stupid costumes you're going to wear once in the Costumes out, for, for pets. For pets. Costumes we've for already pets. T- we've showed the vi- <laughs> video on that. More, Americans spend more on costumes for pets than they do on missions in unreached people group areas. Anyway, problem. so Absolutely. yes. No, that's a, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, so yeah, I looking at that statistic, those thoughts, I should say, I'm inclined to say yes, that there isn't anything wrong with costumes apart from, as you mentioned, spending money, candy. The bigger question... I think Halloween was invented by Big Dental. I think the it's, Celtic big dental. It's all part of their, you know, yeah, uh, secret plan to make sure we all need um, to see the dentist and get our cavities so drilled. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Sorry, so so let let me let me let me do this to, to help us. Yeah, 
you know, go see your dentist. Mm -hmm. But my own background in regards to Halloween, growing up, we did not celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Um, my family, for the most part, would put a bowl of candy outside our front door. Hmm. And That's an interesting call. And my mom, my mom would put a sign out, take one piece. And sure. I think we all know it that may, that yeah. never happened. And God save your And soul. whenever that candy ran out, which we never knew what point it was, the neighborhood we grew up in, they would always <laughs> smash our pumpkins when the candy was gone because oh. we didn't have candy. And it was very unloving mm. uh, of them. So I'm coming from a family tradition of not celebrating it to now a position of I'm okay with my family celebrating it. And like I said, there there's different caveats Brian, will either of you celebrate, dress up, go trick-or-treating when you were younger, now? Absolutely. When I was younger, Halloween was uh, something that I really looked forward to. My parents uh, always helped me find uh, ridiculous and cute costumes as a child. Did you say ridiculous, ridiculous and cute? And cute. Okay. And looking ridiculously back, cute. Looking back, ridiculously <laughs> cute. Um, you know, and it was just a wonderful time with family. Were you the Jolly Green Giant? I was not the Jolly Green Giant. Uh, I'm trying to recall some of my Halloween costumes. I think that's in thought. Um, Just thinking as a six foot seven. I mean, you probably weren't six foot seven. Not six foot eight as a kid. No. No. Um, But yeah, you know, grew up celebrating Halloween in the sense of trick or treating, going house to house, time with family. Um, Did you smash people's pumpkins if they didn't have candy? Absolutely not. Okay. No way. I'd never do that. Wouldn't even think about doing that. No, I probably did. Anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, for me, looking back at Halloween, really fond memories of time with family, time with friends, and fun time. Absolutely. What about, did you grow yeah, up celebrating Halloween? We did. I, You know, and the interesting thing is I grew up in a church, and that's why I'd like to hear more about your church setting and family setting, you know, that. And in a second here, you know, obviously we need to get to the reasons mm-hmm. why this is even a question. Totally amongst Christians, so we'll, we'll pivot to that here quickly. But, um, you know, I grew up in a church that was very much, I would say, like um, West Hills in a lot of ways, but probably just even by virtue of the fact that we're talking 30, 35 years ago, was, um, you know, just where culture was at that point. It was just more conservative probably even mm-hmm. than... than than we are, and so I am confident that we had families at uh, Evangelical Community Church in Jackson, Tennessee, that did not um, celebrate uh, Halloween. And I have to ask my parents, I don't remember us doing anything as a church event-wise, you know, part obviously for us here at West Hills, we, we joked about in the office, you know, Allie, um, when she knew we were recording this podcast, she's like, you know, after you do your research for this podcast and you, you record it, you, the takeaway better not be that I have to cancel Fall Festival because we already got, you know, 300-something visitors signed up to come. So, you know, uh, but but jokes aside, I don't, I don't think growing up that our church um, necessarily did anything, and I suspect that that was because there were, were probably an, enough families in the church that didn't um, do anything to, to recognize, much less celebrate Halloween. Um, but my family did. And uh, so anyway, let, I mean, should we maybe start to dig into why Reasons. Why is this even a question mm-hmm. totally. um, that, that a Christian should, uh, should consider? So 
I mean, we, we can just maybe go back and forth. And I mean, yeah. Dad, do you want to start since your family didn't celebrate and, you know, with their yeah. their reasons? And I can jump in with some others that I've come across in my research. Mm-hmm. But why didn't your parents? And my, and my parents, um, some of it was how we viewed interacting with the culture and um, so in my home, we did not go to movie theaters at the time either. One, because um, the inability to know what previews were going to be showed for movies. And my parents were convicted that we want to know what our kids are watching. And so if they're going to the movie theaters or if there's something that comes up on the big screen that's offensive we can't control that in the movie theater apart from leaving. And so in my home, um, very much so careful, the kind of influence um, that we received. And the same goes towards Halloween, that it does have pagan roots going back to Celtic times where they would dress up and ward off ghosts and goblins and ghouls. And that was the reasoning behind that. We don't want to participate in anything that could be associated with evil, like witches, demonic things, Wicca, Ouija boards. And so Halloween as a whole was just kind of a no-go, that it was a very kind of black and white. And yet at the same time, my parents recognized the culture as a whole participates in this. So we're still going to put out candy in order to be a good neighbor, to not completely isolate ourselves, but not wanting to interact with any of that um, spiritual, ask evil spirits realm that that tradition holds to um, in regards to that. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason. We, We don't want anything that is remotely wicked being allowed into our lives. Okay, so it strikes me that there's... We also weren't allowed to have Pokemon cards, but that's another I wasn't either. Well, I I don't know if I just put it into it. Definitely not like Magic the Gathering. Anyway, but yeah, it strikes me there's a couple... There's a couple... um, Maybe... uh, I don't know. Section headers that we could break Mm -hmm. this down under of... If you think big picture, okay, reasons. If somebody was going to make an argument, which many have, obviously, why mm-hmm. Christians should not celebrate mm-hmm. Halloween, there's a couple of things they could point to. One would be origins, mm-hmm. right? You touched on origins. Again, I don't think we have time or really want to. It's, it's actually interesting in preparing mm-hmm. for this podcast. Uh, a lot of, I mean, I learned a lot just about the origins you mentioned. The, the Celtics and uh, in Celtic pagan practice uh, over 2,000 years ago. So, you know, before Christ, going way back. And, um, but some of the, yeah, definitely uh, dark um, kind of pagan r- ritual mm-hmm. practices um, that, are, that are kind of the roots of it. You know, obviously, though, um, that that opens up a whole nother can of worms um, if you if you're just going to categorically throw something out because of its origins mm-hmm. um, we could we could talk about Christmas birthdays we could talk about birthdays we could talk mm-hmm. about 
baptisms. That was another, you know, one of the videos I watched preparing for this. <laughs> talked about <laughs> the whole, the way that we do baptisms has its roots in, in some pagan practice. So, um, you know, clearly Jesus, I mean, if he, you know, was involved in being baptized and baptizing other, you know, that sort of ministry is is not one that is going to say um, just because of something's origins. I mean, gosh, that's, this is the whole, this is the whole idea of redemption is taking something that mm-hmm. is broken, is mm-hmm. sinful, is, is flawed and redeeming right. it, is, is um, bringing good out of evil. Um, you know, Genesis 50, 20, what, what somebody else meant for evil, God used for good. So, um, you know, I, I think that's, you talked about Christ in culture, against culture. That, that to me, is the, the origins mm-hmm. thing is on its own is not enough for me because, again, we serve a redemptive God who wants to redeem every part of, of mm-hmm. culture, no matter its origins. Um, and so, uh, you know, and, and yet I think it, it is wise for us to, to think about, you know, where does something come from in, in assessing its value. You know, another would be modern, um, not mainstream practices. Mm-hmm. So, like that, you mentioned that uh, you know uh, that that most of of what we think about when we think about Halloween and St. Louis in the 21st century is is the commercialized. You know, what the holiday has become: costumes and candy, and that's true. That's most of what we think about. But is it also true that? Um, you know, again, it, that's 99% of it for those of us in the church who are hopefully very far removed from uh, a cult, the occult mm-hmm. and uh, practices associated with witchcraft and sorcery and those kinds of Deuteronomy 18 types of practices, um, dark, dark magic and mm-hmm. sorcery. So hopefully we, we, don't, we wouldn't even know where to find a seance if we wanted to participate mm-hmm. in one. You know, it's kind of like me in high school. I wouldn't have known how to find illegal drugs if I wanted to. You know, that, that we're just, we live in a sheltered enough environment that, yeah. um, that we're not around, even tangential to that. However, uh, we also know that those practices are out there, that those... Um, and, and that people that are enslaved, that they are in bondage to those kinds of wicked, occult, demonic types of, um, you know, yeah, uh, sorcery and, and, and witchcraft and voodoo and, I mean, dark magic. And, you know, these, these are things that um, we believe in, clearly, uh, that, that the, mm-hmm. in terms of their existence. Like, as, as Christians, we... I mean, the Bible is just very clear that these things are out there in our world um, that, you know, and that they, they, a lot of that, you know, obviously has its roots in, in Satan. Um, and, and so. And that they're, they're not things to mess with. Be dabbled and joke with. around in. That's right. Acts 13, 16, 19, all addressing demon possession, dark magic, and those are to be rejected. Right. Categorically. And. And there's no room for yeah for Christians to yeah dabble with Ouija boards or um, you know any of that kind of stuff that can can be a, an open sort of door or you know foothold for um, 
that kind of yeah demonic influence or, or satanic sort of um, uh, dark presence. So anyway, all of that being said, you know I think we have to we have to recognize that. And I, I got an email, you know, remain anonymous, but in sending out um, last week emails to uh, you know a bunch of families, hey, are you able to come and you know, help serve it at our fall festival. Um, and I got an email back from one of our members uh, last week saying, thanks for inviting us, we'll be out of town. But even if we were in town, I do want to express my concern mm-hmm. with um, with a, a church event like a fall festival, you know. And she just said, like, I, I have a real concern about um, churches, uh, da- you know, even, even the seemingly more harmless side of something like Halloween being involved um, in the the message that it sends. You know, and, and some Christians are going to say that this that, that the best way that they can actually witness to people uh, in the midst of a holiday like Halloween is to reject it and is to intentionally be countercultural by not mm-hmm. celebrating um, and that that's a way for them again, to, to be light and salt and mm-hmm. to stand out in the world. And, and I want to, at least for, for my, uh, th- this is why I say maybe to the, the, the overarching question of should we celebrate Halloween is to me, I, I say maybe because I, I don't think it's for everyone. I, I think that there are Christians like the one who emailed me that I'm mentioning um, that will think about this, pray about this. And she, she in particular shared just a story of, um, her, when she was a little girl, her parents heard um, a, a witch, someone who's mm-hmm. you know in the religion of Wiccan, uh, Wicca, who um, who practices witchcraft and who was interviewed on I don't know uh, where where she said she heard it on the radio or whatever, but was interviewed about this very question and this this uh, professing witch practice uh, pr- practitioner of Wiccan said that she just couldn't understand why any Christian would participate in Halloween and likened it to the fact that, you know, this witch saying, I would, I would not even think of celebrating Christmas because I'm not Christian and I don't want anything to do with Jesus, you know? And like, this is, this Mm -hmm. is like this, this holiday Halloween has roots in, in my stuff in Wiccan and, you know, in, in witchcraft and sorcery and that kind of, and pagan rituals. And so I don't know why a Christian would want to take place in that. And, And so ever since then she said, you know, I didn't grow up celebrating it, and I, I, today, to this day, this member of our church doesn't want anything to do with it. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yes. I, I want to, totally. you know, take that. Um, and then I'll just go ahead and add one more, at least third reason to at least question our involvement with Halloween. Um, and all jokes aside, maybe a fourth one would be, again, the consumerism and commercialization and you know, just all of that. But even beyond that, um, you think about, you know, what are the connotations uh, that Halloween has even today, even that we, we would consider certainly less, um, more, inocula- more innocuous than pagan rituals and, and witchcraft. But, but you know, even, even if maybe not totally innocuous, you know, you mm. think about, um, you know, I don't know about you, for y'all, but I mean, Halloween... 
uh, once you turn 18 or whatever, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it starts to have connotations of, I mean, every, every costume you find anymore has a slutty version. You know, you can mm-hmm. be the nurse, you can be the slutty nurse. You can be the, sure. you know, the zombie or the slutty zombie. And, you know, so there's, there's, you know, especially for women, I mean, con- connotations of, um, you know, of pr- provocative sort of dressing and, uh, and not being, the opposite of uh, modest, immodesty, and 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 that sort of thing, you know, debauchery. You know, you think mm-hmm. about you know any Halloween party that you you might have. Again, after the age of eighteen, um, you're probably talking about you know uh, certainly if you're not getting together with church friends, you, there's a there's just sort of an, an expectation of of drunkenness mm-hmm. and. Um, you know that sort of thing, and even just you think you, without the full-blown witchcraft or sorcery or anything, you just think about yeah the, the sort of I don't know celebration or um, the the uh, in, indulging or fascination or whatever with just things that are dark mm-hmm. you know and you think yeah. about Philippians four and Paul's exhortation that. Whatever is uh, noble and pure and good and holy and, you know, think about these things. Think about Ephesians 5 and, you know, we're called to be people of the light and not people of darkness mm-hmm. and to renounce, you know, ways of, of, of wickedness and yeah. darkness. And, you know, I, I do think that those, all those exhortations, you know, to me become very, even more so um, uh, relevant when you think about uh a, a holiday like Halloween, and you think about the kinds of again practices that mm-hmm. surround it. You know, scary movies. It's it's going to be you know slasher, Jason and Freddy Krueger and that kind of stuff. And um, you know, certainly none of those kinds of uh, you know movies or uh, decorations that you're hanging outside your house and yeah. you know s- scary things. I mean, if if the other kids in your neighborhood uh, don't want to you know, bike past your house on their way home uh, at at sunset because they see your decorations and it gives them nightmares, then something's wrong. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be celebrating that way. You shouldn't Absolutely. be hanging those decorations. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, your costume on Halloween. Yeah, so I think that all these kinds of things are things that we should think about as Christians and really feel that, that again, that weight of, you know, what does it mean for us to be light and salt and to be countercultural in, um, in, in our culture and, and even where it seems, you know, uh, even when it seems more uh, innocuous and, and, and more harmless, um, you know, if, if, uh, if, if a family in our church said, you know what, um, even if, uh, my my kids' preferred costumes would be harmless, you know, a, a princess or you know a, a fireman or whatever. Um, the fact that I, I don't want them in costumes is a is an opportunity for us to open up an easier doorway for a conversation with that unbelieving sure. um, neighbor who's just unthinkingly going along, going with the flow and just, mm-hmm. well, everybody does it. And this is a part of what it means to be a kid and to grow up and whatever. So my, I want my kids to have that experience. And a family in our church said, you know what, I'm not going to dress my kids up and do that because I want them to think intentionally about what it means to be different. And, um, 
you know, maybe that in and of itself is a reason for some families to consider mm-hmm. uh, not participating. So anyway, that that's that's all a case for why you might think about not doing it. Yeah. But with that said, for me, the reason I, I say maybe is because I, I do think, I agree with what you said, that, that, um, that uh, for most of us, um, it's, you know, I, we're not, we're not certainly not um, trying to participate in the the historic origins of related to the uh, pagan practices, and we're certainly not trying to. Um, you know, I think the, your 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 motive and mm-hmm. your motivation, your heart, yeah. where your heart is at. You know, that's that's at the end of the day. You think of First Samuel sixteen seven. Man looks on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart. I think that's where God wants to know, okay, what are your reasons for doing Mm -hmm. it or not doing it? What are your reasons? And for me, and I would just say this, and then I'll shut up and let you all get a chance to get back in, but um, my reasons for participating, and we do as a family now, and I said I grew up doing it, and our family will trick or treat uh, this, this Halloween unless, you know, God convicts me otherwise in between now and two weeks from now. But the reason that we will for me is because that is such a rare opportunity mm-hmm. to interact with my unbelieving neighbors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. just like, you know, if you, here you are telling me, hey, there's going to be a socially acceptable reason for you to show up on your neighbor's doorstep and for them to expect you and not totally. to wonder why you're there and to have a conversation with them. Special. You know, even even those couple neighbors, you know, the one neighbor who won't talk to me otherwise and may or may not open the door to me this year, we'll see. Um, but, you know, and then, you know, a couple other neighbors that I just, you know, don't have much of a relationship mm-hmm. with. That's a chance to, you know, have a, you know, five, ten minute conversation with them potentially and mm-hmm. invite them to church or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, for, for trick-or-treaters who are coming to my door for me to, you know, while I'm out with the, the family going around, leave that bowl of candy, take a piece. But also mm-hmm. maybe we put it in bags this year, you know, take a bag, one bag. But inside the bag, you got some good candy, but you got a gospel track. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. and I know that's a maybe a cheesy, hokey thing for Christians. But to me, you just never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, how that kid getting that and reading and... I'm not, I'm not talking about a gospel track about how evil Halloween is. I'm talking about like, hey... If you die tonight, do you know where you go? Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, the the classic sort of like opportunity to someone's expecting something from me, something tangible. Mm-hmm. Man, what a ready-made opportunity for me to give them something tangible, not just the candy, but, you know, something that can satisfy not just the sweet tooth, but their eternal mm-hmm. need and longing yes. for, for something more yes. uh, out of Christ. So, yeah, so for, for me... You've already kind of outlined the different responses people have. Uh, a complete rejection, and as we talked about, that is acceptable and good. People should not go against their conscience with it. Right. There's also the, we're going to be a part of it, but we're not going to be caught up in, in drunkenness, or uh, we're not going to dress up as witches or go to anything that leans towards that way. And the other place where people might fall is having alternatives, right? That they might do harvest parties that isn't Halloween and you're not dressing up, but gets all those fall things together 
for me in, in thinking about it is that idea of loving your neighbor. And, and like you said, when else are you going to be able to go to every neighborhood, every neighbor, uh, knock on their door, and they're going to open it for you? Um, we're not pretending to be Jehovah's Witnesses or, or anything like that where people are like, oh, I see them, I'm closing the door, turning the lights off and that. Right. And, and my mm-hmm. one of my encouragements would be to be the best neighbor and make it so that people want to. Mm-hmm. Um, one pastor I respect, what he does is he sets up a grill at the end of his driveway and he puts out hot chocolate and hot cider and coffee and, and people want to come to his house and pick up the food and snacks and they're going to give out the biggest candy bars and that in order to have those conversations that would mm-hmm. that would never happen uh, mm-hmm. apart from something like this where people are flocking to the best neighborhoods to get the best candy and kids are going to say I'm going to go to that house because I know they have mm-hmm. have this and, and with those three perspectives I think it's important to to come back to that idea of having our consciences and our convictions that mm. that we should not encourage someone to go against their conscience and how mm. how the spirit has led them so when i say yes at the beginning i say yes that it is okay for mm. christians to participate just as if you would have said no it's not okay that those are convictions we have and we should think critically and challenge them push ag- against them to make sure that they are correct but also not do anything that goes against the conscience that the spirit has given us that mm. we shouldn't sear our consciences to give into peer pressure that well we don't want to be the only family at church that doesn't participate in halloween right. that is not what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. but i'm also saying is there's some freedom in this that people can come to different conclusions on this and that's okay yeah Absolutely. But at the same time, we also have to love each other in that and, and respect that the Spirit convicts us differently. And that's where that. it gets difficult mm-hmm. on a church level with something like a fall festival because, again, you know, I want to feel the weight of that as a pastor. Mm-hmm. And you've got someone in the church. And we've got, I could, I could name you a couple people at our church that were at some point in their life, in their testimony, deeply entrenched in New Age, occultic, uh, types of witchcraft, <laughs> dark magic t- type of practices, and so for them, you know, um, you know, it, it kind of goes back to almost, you know, to me, the biggest reason not to use wine in communion is because we've got uh, alcoholics in our body, you know, and it's it's I feel the weight of that as a pastor, you know, should we have anything to do, any sort of church events around this season aligned with the timing, touching into some of the, the common practices, costumes and candy and things like that. You know, I want to feel the weight of the fact that we've got people that are have come out from under that kind of bondage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you better believe a lot of them don't celebrate anything around Halloween. Um, they wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, I bet. So, you know, I want to be sensitive to that. And you think about 1 Corinthians 8, you think about Romans 14, these passages about stumbling block. You know, bear with, you, you mentioned your own personal conscience, that, but then there's the, the issues in those passages about bearing with the conscience of the, quote, weaker, you know, brother or sister, um, you know, and, and Paul's example there with meat sacrificed to idols, um, you know, I think that's the, the common 
kinds of passages we pull in, yeah, with these types of debates about should Christians drink alcohol or, you know, get tattoos or any number of things like that where, you know, we have different mm-hmm. personal sort of conscience convictions about mm-hmm. some of those things. I, to me, Halloween falls squarely in that. And so, um, you know, it's it's hard for me to, to think about the fact that, you know, just by virtue of me saying and, you know, but and maybe that's where like, I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, publicly probably be, be posting and and blowing up, you know, social media with images of my family doing it. Cause I, I don't want to be a, a stumbling block, um, to, to those. And in, in, even in our own church, who don't want to celebrate Halloween and maybe even think I shouldn't be or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, you know, the flip side of that obviously too, is you, you can't live your entire life, um, just trying not to offend anyone. And you do have to, at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. be, be responsible for your own conscience and following your own convictions. And so for me, you know, to, I, I can't, to your point that I, I can't probably, I, I want to respect the people who reject Halloween, but I also can't personally, I can't get behind that because I would, that becomes a conscience issue to me. Like I would feel like I missed out on such an opportunity. I would go to bed on October 31st. My head hits the pillow thinking, man, I could have connected with so many of my neighbors and had so many, even mm-hmm. if they, even if that conver- that conversation wasn't a gospel one, it's just those touch points mm-hmm. that you're building that relationship and praying for them, knowing that one day God is going to bless, you know, the time that I put in and these, these positive interactions with neighbors to hopefully open a door for evangelism and things like that. So, um, yeah, but it's good to bring it all back to that, that maybe question, you know, I think mm-hmm. it is, like you said, up to the individual conscience and also bearing with other people who mm-hmm. have different consciences. That this is mm-hmm. clearly, clearly, you know, first century. Some Christians ate the meat, sacrificed to idols. Some rejected it. Some ate it until they were worshiping together with someone who rejected it. And then they didn't, you know. And, and I think Halloween is, is in that kind of thing where, um, mm-hmm. you know, we need to just, you know, try and try and understand one another and bear with one another in Christian love and fellowship. Yeah, and extend the grace. Yeah, extend the grace. Absolutely. And I, I said I said yes, but let's be really careful about the things that we associate with with Halloween. I would agree with you, Will, on that, like <clears throat> both of you, of um, let's let's not associate with those slasher movies, those scary decorations. Like let's let's try to redeem this holiday. Yeah. and try to glorify God. And, it, and it, one video that I uh, appreciated kind of asked three questions um, about how to uh, interact with culture, uh, particularly with Halloween. Uh, number one, can I glorify God in this activity? Mm. Or does this glorify God? It's the first question to ask. Like, what can we do to glorify God and point people to Jesus in this opportunity uh, with culture? Uh, something to consider. Maybe it's that gospel track. Maybe it's serving at your church's fall festival. If your conscience is clear about that, um, praying for those who are coming. Uh, number two, is this activity something that violates my conscience? As we said, is your conscience clear when you're participating in this? Has the idea of participating in this give you a clear conscience? Or not participating. Or not participating. Yeah. Absolutely. Either way. Um, and then that third question, is this an activity that might cause a weaker brother to stumble? Um, great thought there as well to be considering. And if it is, then it's okay. Don't participate. If it's not, I say go for it if your conscience is clear. Yeah. 
So I say yes, but be careful. Yeah. <laughs> is what I would say. Or just celebrate Reformation Day. Or celebrate Reformation Day. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I, I, I keep coming back to that, violating your conscience by not celebrating, because, you know, I think sometimes we can get so defense-oriented in Christianity, like, oh, man, I don't, you know, how many sins do I not need to avoid here that we forget there's this whole other category of sins of omission mm-hmm. as opposed to sins of commission, you know, and, no, and the fact that Jesus has left us to make disciples and storm the gates of hell. Um, and here, you know, I mean, of all, of all times that we could, you know, really think about, I think it was one of the articles I read in preparation for this is Martin Luther, you know, had some great quote about, you know, uh, the best way we can defy the devil is not by fleeing in fear, but by uh, mocking him. You know, like by and again, Jesus said the gates of hell are not, is not going to prevail against this church. So I'm not afraid. You know, yes, we need to be careful about you know open doorways to the occult or whatever. But like for those of us who are saved and redeemed, um, you know. First John five says Satan can't touch us anymore anyway. So I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, I, I, I can go on the offensive against the gates of hell sure. and the powers of darkness. And what better time to do that than Halloween and by, you know, making a o- open mockery, um, Absolutely. of, of the enemy and, uh, the fact that he, he doesn't have power over those of us Amen. who are redeeming. Yeah, and, and just fulfilling that great commission that Christ mm-hmm. has left us with and taking advantage of every opportunity to do that. So Yeah, it's great. Well, good. Um, we didn't talk about this before the podcast. Do we know what we're talking about next week? Mm. I don't think we did. Settle on a awesome. Sounds like we should talk about demon possession. <laughs> yeah, well... We'll do that, or at some point, we'll, we'll, closer Give it some to Christmas. Thought. Closer to Christmas, we'll talk about decorating <laughs> our Christmas trees because that's got pagan roots too. That's awesome. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Ask the Pastors. Remember that you can submit your questions by visiting the info bar at West Hills or by asking them online through our website at www.westhillsstl.org. If you enjoyed this week's episode, hit that like button and share it with a friend. And don't forget to tune in again next week. Thanks so much for listening.